and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. In addition to that, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, We get drops for uh, English language news coming to Eintracht, uh, fun promotions, and new episode drops as well. You can find us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod. So, without further ado, I don't do this show alone. I am once again joined by the first time in, it seems, quite a while, Nathan and St. Louis. Hey, bud. Hey. Been a second. Um, It's been since the old blood moon. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks, three weeks or so. It's good to, good to be back. Indeed, indeed. Been all, well, let's see. Uh, we went through that, like, polar vortex of 2019 and yes. then had like round two, round two basically hit Kansas City, which was more like ice storm central, uh, yeah, freezing over all the snow. But anyways, fun times for the Eintracht. Uh, why don't we get right to it? Eintracht Frankfurt. Eins. BVB. Eins. Well, hey, look, uh, one one result against. Borussia Dortmund currently leading the Bundesliga. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with uh, something like that. Because I think, honestly, that we knew what we were getting into when we went to tussle with Beifobe. And the thing is, hey, uh, if you want to play against the big teams, if you want to play... Uh, in the knockout stages of the Europa League, if you want to consistently make Europe, you have yeah. to go toe to toe with big boys and beat them. I mean, next up is Leipzig, for God's sake. So it's not like we're gonna have any time to rest on our laurels, as they mm-hmm. say. But for I mean, me, the first half it was quite end to end. Needless mm-hmm. to say, and let's be honest, Bayfo Bay have really. Add the Eintracht on their heels. A little scary, if I'm brutally honest, well, watching well, that game. That's definitely true. We, um, uh, for many parts of that game, especially the second half, in my opinion, we were resting on our laurels um, a little bit, but uh, we we have we we still are going for the win um, first and foremost. Secondly. We we were going full throat to them really early in the game, which I mean I, I guess is to be expected. But we were overpowering them, and um, as much as it was kind of lucky that they did not score at times, I, I think it was also lucky that we did not score on them um, at certain times during the game. Um, the the from the the thing that I'll bring up is that typically when we play a team of Dortmund's caliber in years past, they'll put out a B squad or, you know, Bayern will put out a B squad, but they threw everything at us um, that they could without, you know, uh, they, they, they just kept going. So 
Um, it was a competitive game and, and scary at times, but I think we um, crested the wave there, and and I think we played with them. So hats off to to the team. I mean, I don't I don't particularly enjoy playing watching a game like that. Although if I was a bystander, that'd be a pretty entertaining game to watch. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, you know, Rhoda had a fantastic game, really showed his medal for uh, wearing the eye track. I wish his... he wouldn't have picked up that yellow card so blasted early in the match, but then again, it definitely <laughs> seemed to me that <laughs> you really want to put it in on these guys, uh, considering uh, your most recent history with them. Yeah. Um, I think what, uh, uh, what was it um, that... Uh, Marco Royce said about the the game. It uh, said uh, to me, it feels like by a fair amount the hardest and most difficult match we've played this season. Frankfurt is has an inhuman amount of power up front, <laughs> and I I love that quote because it's r- very rare that you see uh, someone of a side like that, especially Marco Royce's caliber and Dortmund. The way that the season is is progressing, that they'll that they'll shed some light on the team like us in that regard. So maybe I'm just not used to, to that sort of praise from a, from a, you know, a champions league top flight team. So, um, yeah. When you face off against one of the biggins of the league, you're going to have your hands full. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I think that we, we left a lot on the table, but then again, so did Bayfo Bay. Yeah, I that's think true. it lulled them into a false sense of security, uh, considering the fact that they then went on to play in the DFB Pokal at home and not win. I mean, losing in penalty kicks is always a kick in the, <laughs> te- in the nether regions, needless to say. But <laughs> I mean, look, when Marco, yeah, no kidding. When Marco Royce, to me, the match kind of turned when Royce shot that ball off the crossbar. I thought for sure, oh God, that's goal number two coming in. Yeah. Went off the crossbar. Then Jovic happened to have a opportunity or two before he mm-hmm. put away the goal. And for me, honestly, he was, a, he was single-handedly the most difficult player for Bayfell Bay to mark. I mean, they've yeah. done they have a pretty doggone good defense. And I was kind of mesmerized by how stinking good they really came out. But mm-hmm. to be honest, this is a team that is used to playing in Europe against the up, upper crust of the European game. These guys came to Eintracht knowing that uh, a draw would be a good result, and they came away with it. They just had to get lucky in the fact that Bayern got def- got walloped by <laughs> Leverkusen <laughs> elsewhere in the country. But, you know, look, uh, my kind of parting thoughts are that Eintracht may- showed off themselves with absolute great quality and, you know, style, and the fact that, look, you've have that team play that way against the rest of the Bundesliga and yeah. we do find your Leipzig's your Bayfell Bays, your Gladbachs, 
your uh, Munichs of this season, I would think, would be the teams that Eintracht would have, honest to God, difficult uh, difficulties mm-hmm. in defeating, whilst the rest of the league, you can all have them for breakfast. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, what I'll say last about it is it's like a tale of two draws like that Werder Bremen game we had no business I mean we clawed out that victory or that you know Mm -hmm. that point and you know I'll take that point and everyone was kind of conceding the fact oh thank goodness we had that point fuck that was a wretched game and this game um well you and you could make the argument to some degree to that regard but I think that we competed with one of the best teams in Europe right now um and we played at their level and and at times and it, the the key thing there is that we were paced and we took our chances when we could take them um and reserved our energy for those for those attacks um which says something about this team and and the coaching and the the maturity of the squad Something that is constantly evolving, I think we can all definitely agree. That all being said, folks, that's going to wrap up segment one. We're going to be back uh, in addition with segment two, but we're going to get to our favorite part, uh, one of our favorite parts of the podcast. Why don't we talk about all parts of our favorite parts? But a part of the podcast that we love to death is hashtag what are we drinking? Nathan, what do you have for us today? Well, um, I've been homebrewing like a beast lately. Um, mm. so I, I brewed 10 gallons of Kolsch recently and it's, it's lagering now. Um, uh, earlier in the evening I had a Saison, a Dunkel, a, <laughs> what else did I have? A, uh, a, a British brown ale, uh, and one more thing. Oh yeah. Trapel, uh, Belgian Trapel. Um, so I'm done drinking <laughs> for the evening and I'm drinking water now, but yeah, we had to, we were testing all of our, uh, newly minted beers and seeing how they stacked up against the previous, their previous iterations and they're all hitting the mark. So well, there you feeling go. pretty good. Hey, sounds great. Well, I, what you got? I'm kind of sticking to my local hometown brewery, the home of the Bundesliga within can in Kansas City, that is KC Beer Company. I have their new seasonal that has just come out, the spring seasonal, the Maybach, an Amber Bob Lager. Oh, that is, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, they like to talk about how the king of it's beers right there for me. smooth, medium bodied. Can totally agree. Um, this is a brewing company that some people are probably like, Dude, you talk about them all the time. But the fact of the matter is they actually get, you know, their malt. They get their hops, you know, from, you know, Germany. And it's actually kind of awesome that they have this uh, in the beer hall itself. They actually have uh, a map of Germany from uh, when it was two countries Hmm. way back when. Golly, it's really a long time ago if you think about it now. <laughs> uh, but they have a big old flag on the side of their, on the interior of their beer hall. And it actually shows uh, where they get the malts and the hops from. Oh, and, cool. Uh, hey, look, it's it's great. And after this 
cold that is outside. It gives me warm thoughts of spring, especially with the Eintracht coming up with Europe. So to that, Nathan, I say Prost. Prost. Hey, this is Oka Nikolov, and you're watching to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Already done away with our recap of our 1-1 draw with the Bayfile Bay. We put out our thoughts on hashtag what are we drinking? Follow us on Twitter and you'll be able to see our uh, me posting up a picture of said beer and my own KC beer mug. Sponsorship opportunities are available from uh, Hey I Track Frankfurt, especially when it comes to our hashtag what are we drinking segment. But uh, we got a couple of news and notes to start discussing here today. Just so, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Well, one really kind of interesting moment, and I really like this because for me, this is a great uh, not not it's not really a PR move. Is that someone finally brought to light that they are doing it, and Eintracht Frankfurt is helping out fans who you know yeah. need help in terms of getting to and from the matches, you know, in terms of transportation. A club like contract, like any others in the Bundesliga, is great when it comes to making sure that their fans, you know, enjoy the atmosphere that they are in. Because the stadiums are big, the stadiums are full. But Eintracht is now offering uh, people with reduced mobility uh, service that will be able to get them to and from the match. And I think that's a really, you know, admirable thing that they are doing. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, this is free of charge folks this is yeah. something that let's be honest if you happen to know someone who is you know partially immobile you know certain handicap that they have going on let's be honest um finding a ticket you know for any sort of venue for any sort of uh, sporting event or concert event is just a weird and difficult thing to go around. And the fact that they are offering yeah. up transportation free of charge to and from the matches, I think, uh, says a lot to the character of the club. And Andrek should definitely take a bow on this. Well said. Totally agree. The logistics of 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 assisting uh, folks with uh, limited mobility is is pretty hard. So um, if they're going to take care of that, it's a lot of weight lifted for them. And I believe they, they're starting it relatively quickly, which, you know, for if, if it was simply a PR move, they'd probably wait. So this is, mm-hmm. it's admirable. Indeed, indeed. Let's start talking about other news and notes that we have because we do have quite a lot to go through. So this is more kind of contemporary stuff for us here uh, as Americans, you know, who cheer for the Eintracht. It looks like we can say adios to Marco Fabian. It looks to be all done and dusted, as they say. And he's going to be joining uh, MLS side Philadelphia Union. Yes, the same team that Eintracht played against in their most recent, in one of their summer tour of the United States. It's a, for me... It's it's hard to describe. Like it, ever since he came to the Eintracht, we were excited about the possibilities of him as a player, and he brought mm-hmm. some really, ex- really great excitement uh, to the stadium when uh, he would make one of his runs. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, 
that uh, with Adi Hutter, he looked at them and thought, you know, I don't have a place for you in my squad. It's not that you, I don't see you as a good player. I don't see you as a player who has, who I have room for. And, mm-hmm. and look, it really sucks because for us who live in the Western Hemisphere, you know, Marco Fabian uh, comes with a no, is a known commodity, you know, specifically from the Concacaf region of the soccer world, and seeing one of our own from that our region kind of playing for the Eintracht that really gave me a sense of pride, and it drew a lot of attention to Eintracht. And now yeah. with him leaving. It really is just a kick in the teeth, and the fact that Salcedo recently left, and now he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not that the league is a bad thing. Uh, it's just it sucks that he never fully got a chance to possibly prove Adi Huta wrong, and maybe prove that he deserved to stick around with that trick. But hey, uh, we'll be able to uh, see him here stateside in the not too distant future. Yeah. I mean, sometimes things just don't work out. Um, I really love the guy. Um, I it's hard to see him go for me. Uh, the, yeah, the silver lining is the MLS for us over in the states. Um, Kansas City and Chicago are within the drive for me, so I think I will be trying to go and see him and uh, hopefully wear a iTrack jersey and. Hopefully he at least sees that in the stands and knows what that means. So, um, yeah, all the best. Muchisima uh, suerte. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But, hey, with some some criticism that is going on, anyone who says that the MLS is not a good move for him at this point in his career, he's 29 years old. Uh, I mean, hey, shoot, that's... I, that, hmm? I, I don't I don't look any further than um Nelson Valdez um who played for Frankfurt um an injured one year um career at Frankfurt I don't know if many people <laughs> remember but then he moved to the Sounders and was very successful there Indeed and you know that he had spun that after playing for uh prominently with uh Bremen and then Dortmund Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just never was able to come off and, like you said, had a good time in the MLS. I think that Marco yeah. Fabian is going to find new life in the MLS. And like many, uh, you know, Mexican national team stars, they'll find that it's kind of comfortable over here and we'll pay you plenty yeah. of money. So, hey, he's going to get it. He's going to get his cash. He's going to basically be king of the hill. Good luck, bud. Yeah, and uh, when you the sister city of uh, Frankfurt, indeed. And when you do come to Kansas City, as the transfer window, uh, he'll be able to transfer over from Eintracht uh, to Philadelphia in February the thirteenth. So it's not too Mm. far around the corner. It's just a shame that he. Well, maybe he'll be allowed to uh, stick to follow the Eintracht as they continue on with their European adventure, but. I got a funny feeling that uh, they're definitely going to be like, no, we need you to start gearing up to this season because MLS season is right around the corner. Now, I don't think he'll ever be playing with us ever again, but I don't think that we've heard the last of Marco Fabian. You know, I think he took the city of Frankfurt to heart 
and really loved the city um, and the country of Germany. Um, so and he's a lifelong member of Eintracht Frankfurt, one of the few players that go down that route. So indeed, indeed, great. Speaking of great players and uh, in, in Eintracht history, uh, one of the greats. Could he be considered the greatest of all? Uh, or Ooh. maybe at least recent. Uh, let's at least kind of <laughs> put those down to at least recent times. Yes, there you I'm go. Talking about the foosball god himself, Alex Maya. So he was signed on a six-month contract uh, by uh, Hamburg-based side St. Pauli, that cult club, if you want to call them that. Um, <laughs> they're currently sitting in second place in the Zweite Bundesliga. He's only been on the team for just a tiny bit. But uh, yeah, in their most recent match on uh, Monday, he bagged himself a brace. Hell yeah. Oof. It was uh, amazing if they if they kept pace like this and they actually did go up and he get <laughs> well granted I mean he's only on a six month contract but I'm pretty sure they would want to keep him around for just like you know their year because they're like hey you know we need someone who's gonna score goals and yeah. you seem to have that figured out yeah I mean their striker was down so they picked up a a a, a bet in Meyer who hadn't played for nine months or whatever that was. And he's dude's fucking lightning in a bottle. Jesus Christ. That, that, that header that he had was, was a thing of beauty. <laughs> and him laying on the ground, like I did it. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, he's back at a club that gave him really his leg up before he came to the Eintracht. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems so forever long ago, but Hey, Here's hoping so fitting. That he is able to exactly. Here's hoping that he's able to make this thing into something even bigger and better. Maybe you've returned to the Bundesliga. Return yeah. to Frankfurt. Golly, uh, that will be that would a be weird. Cr- a weird, weird thing indeed. A so, weird thing, but also very deserved. Like that would be a very perfect context for having that send off for him. Indeed, indeed. Speaking of weird, well, I guess weird being funny, and funny definitely sums up to Costa when he did his uh, uh, self-interview. I mean, this this is a thing of legend, but apparently he got a uh, satire award. Yeah, from the Boom Sports Show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, some of the weird stuff that you find, but hey, it's just... uh, Look, honest to God, it was just a hilarious moment. And, uh, yeah, a hilarious, legendary moment that everyone was just cackling about for weeks on end. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) some people giving him recognition for it. And why not? You know, he's still one of the only players on the Eintracht who's basically played uh, every minute all season long in every single match. I just Mm -hmm. keep on hoping that he's able to keep it going because, oof. It'd be rough to try and figure out uh, who to kind of fit in that slot. Though no, you kidding. one would think that Timothy Chandler, once he gets fit, could be useful. Which uh, right before we get to uh, the match with Leipzig and kind of talk about some of the injuries that are there before giving our previews. Um, before we in segment two, uh, let's talk. 
we've kind of put it out there on our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter, uh, asking people uh, what you want to drive the program with. And we do have a fan question. Nathan, what do we got? So Shahar Yah, I mm. hope I'm saying that right, Shahar, um, <laughs> asks, uh, what is the future of Luka Jovic? That's a, that's a powder keg question right there. Man, I hate answering this question. But the fact of the matter is, it's been asked, and I'm going to stick my nose right in it. Um, for me, Luca has been tracked for a while now uh, by Barcelona. Uh, everyone keeps on teeing up in uh, Bar- the Barcelona camp at how, uh, at present, um, Someone's really aging, and he's that buck tooth hmm. dude who just likes to bite people all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Luis Suarez. Um, you know, at this moment in time, he's unable to be playing in two matches a week. Uh, he most recently turned 32, so you, needless to say, you know, the clock's ticking on him just a tiny bit. Nothing against the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So long as you don't tick him off, and then he wants to take a little bite out of you later, uh, pun intended. But <laughs> uh, for a guy who's basically playing, been playing like soccer unending. You know, you have your Copa Americas in the summer, and then you have a second Copa America, and then you have your Confederations Cup and your World Cup. You know, he's been playing with Uruguay constantly one of the yeah. constant performance for them you know he was at ajax and then at liverpool and now at barcelona it doesn't surprise me that this really good attacker uh, is going out but the thing is barcelona unlike uh developing guys through their la masia uh academy they seem to need attackers like uh luca and the thing is i have a funny feeling that Unless Eintracht makes top four, I don't think that Luca is uh, long for Eintracht. It's just the fact that he's probably going to win the goal scoring, uh, win the goal scoring trophy, the Torschuster Cannon. But I think, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think he can definitely win it. But I also really feel that you know if he keeps this pace of goal scoring going on. We're going to be selling him for uh, just 50, 60 million. You know, pretty small (laughs) chumps of change for (laughs) most people these days. But I don't think that he is long for Eindrack for more than, oh, I would say six to, we have six to 18 months of Jovic time remaining to us. And it's all depending on how the Eindrack does to end the season. Yeah. What, that's the, what are your that's, thoughts? Um, I got a lot, but that I'll try <laughs> to keep it short. There are that's the caveat to all this whole situation is how the the year ends, how he ends the year, um, healthy or not. Um, um, he's got fourteen goals in the Bundesliga season, eighteen for the entire campaign. Um, I think at this point he's going somewhere if the season ends right now. Um, so where, whether that's Barcelona or somewhere else, I don't really know. But the the larger question to me is how many people do we lose up front? And I have the suspicion 
that if the season were to end today, both Aller and Jovic would be gone, uh, leaving Rebic behind, which is a very odd thing if you think of it where we were at the beginning of the season. Um, and that's if the season ended today. So we'll we'll see how that how that all shakes out. But I think it's too much in the air right now to to make a definitive answer, Shahar. So I'm I'm gonna just defer to we gotta wait it out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That all being said, this will wrap up uh, segment two. We'll be back with segment three of High Eintracht Frankfurt, talking about everything in the build up to Eintracht. Versus Leipzig. Stay with. Time to talk about Eintracht versus Leipzig. I've not been looking forward to talking about this one because Leipzig has been a team that is just, they're good. Flat yeah. out, they are good. Okay, Ralph, yeah, Ralph Ragnick, uh, who's the sporting director. It's kind of weird. So, like, Julian Nagelsmann is going to be coming in to become the new coach. But they have this caretaker guy kind of holding down the fort. In the meantime, you know, you're bringing players in such uh as American Tyler Adams. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very strange indeed, needless to say. And the fact is, uh, well, we can narrow that that gap. Uh, currently sitting at five points right now. They also have seven goal uh, uh, in the goal difference category on us. They eh, haven't scored as much as us, but, you know, a few teams have in the previous league of this season. But the fact is, they sit on 32, and we sit at, uh, they sit on 37. The fact is, uh, this team has done pretty doggone well. Uh, no kidding. I mean, uh, all the results that they have had since, let's go back all the way to the beginning of November. They have dropped a total of nine points in that time. And that has equaled in a grand total of seven victories. Uh, now you're thinking, eh, that's a couple of uh, losses in there. Uh, a one-off uh, loss at Wolfsburg. Uh, 1-0 there. A 1-0 loss at Bayern Munich. That can happen in Munich. Just is what it is. I mean, Bayern, when they mm-hmm. go on the road, they do kind of seem to run into a wall. And they lost to Dortmund. All yeah, in all one, considered, one and that was at home, and that was 1-0 as well. All in all considered. Uh, and they lost to Salzburg in the... Uh, oh, well, yes. And was... you also have the uh, <laughs> weird thing that was the Europa League and the fact that... Granted, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they only picked up, uh, what was that, just one point in their last three Europa League games that dropped them from being in second place, trailing Red Bull Salzburg. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Celtic uh, got through instead, which I think, honestly, that that is going to benefit them in the long run because 
for them, they want to finish top four. It's all about making sure that they have the Champions League money to reinvest in the squad. So, oh yeah, and they also, uh, midweek, they were able to uh, get some revenge on Wolfsburg for that uh, league loss and beating them in the uh, round of 16 of the Pokal. So, needless to say, uh, these guys, they're able to get the job done and... I'm a little worried, but then again, I'm a little excited for this. Uh, some yeah. of the injuries that are out there, uh, Torre, he, um, I mean, look, so far in training, he looks like he's got some good skills, but the fact of the matter is, whilst people are talking about how good he looks, is he going to be part of the starting 11, or is he going to be on the 18? We do not know. Fabian is gone. Uh, there was some thoughts that Luka Jovic... Uh, might be sick. Eh, I think that's going to be out of the, you know, no longer a thing. But really, the concern to me is still Timothy Chandler. While he's still practicing, he's not, you know, gotten healthy enough to partake, which sucks. We could use some more depth at the back. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And David Abraham, uh, his calf muscle issues are still going on. Uh, yep. I mean, look, Hasebe looked good, uh, kind of being the boss in the back. Just saying. Yeah. But, you know, we can't just rely on that. Abraham is the better of the two, and I'd prefer having our best foot forward in terms of, you know, going to the eastern side of the country, going to Saxony, and getting mm-hmm. a win at the Red Bull Arena. Just saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got... Let's see here. We... <sighs> We got to beat Leipzig at home, and they're on a streak. And the only th- kind of thing that we have going for us in in terms of the short term is that they played a game yesterday, so they mm-hmm. might be a little gassed. Who knows? It was a one nothing affair. Done, shame they couldn't have gone the distance just like a uh, Beethoven and uh, Bremen did. That would be yeah. perfect for us. Get them yeah. a little bit more gassed. Uh, have or, them uh, or Bayern and less recovery Herta. time. Yeah, <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> yeah, hey, Bayern's yeah. going to be gassed. Uh, in terms of the Pokal and the effects it has on the league, it, currently I think it it frees up Dortmund a little bit to to focus on the league a little bit more. But um, I'll get back to the game here. Look, I I, I think we're facing a a team that's resilient and. Um, clearly um, confident in their ability to to produce wins, especially at home. Um, and away. God damn it. And away. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I fucking hate this team. Um, it's going to be a, uh, another one of those games of the past two where we're just digging for everything. That's just what's going to happen. That's okay with me. You know, look, you have to play the big teams and you have to get the results against the big teams. Yeah. Honestly, right now, look, we are comfortably in fifth place. And hey, the fact of the matter is, we uh, this is going to be uh, one of our two difficult road matches this, uh, this spring season. The yeah. other difficult matches are at home, which is great <laughs> for us. Just saying. So, I mean... I look at this Leipzig team and I look forward to seeing Tyler Adams play against us. 
Mostly out know, of just a curiosity because all yeah. I've heard is some gr- just good things since he has joined uh, Leipzig in his mere two appearances he's made so far. I'm really curious of how uh, he will perform himself. I'm also yeah. looking at, you know, the big three. How are we going to be able to handle them? Because Leipzig has done pretty doggone well in defense. And for me... Uh, we just, uh, you know, if we still had Boateng around, that boss of the midfield, I wouldn't even have, uh, I wouldn't even be hesitating when it comes <laughs> to a prediction. Just saying. Well, I mean, we got a little bit of that back with Ruda, and I think, for, from my perspective, I think you have to go with De Guzman in this game. We'll see. Um, you got to have that more attack forward um midfield than 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 perhaps we did with Dortmund so um I think that's how I think that's how we're gonna have to win this game honestly it, it, we push, are, it, you push know, and push <laughs> push and and hopefully hope with the hopefully get some penetration with those uh with those free kicks um which I mean it was non-existent against Dortmund so yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's been a second since we've had a real good free kick opportunity that has uh, resulted in a goal. But hey, it can always happen this week. So prediction time. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Leipzig. Now this is going to be shown in the United States of America on Fox Deportes. Uh, if you don't have that, uh, nice. Fox and their streaming services, uh, that is a Fox Soccer Match Pass, will have that available uh, with the world feed commentator, so uh, you got options there. Other, if you're in other places of the world, uh, Fox Sports, with who are the rights holders uh, to the Bundesliga, have it. Let's see, that's the net. They're in the Netherlands. They're in Colombia. They're in Chile. I mean, they're in Indonesia. They're everywhere. Uh, you can also watch it in Germany. Um, uh, uh, Bundesliga one, so plenty of options to go around. But mm-hmm. Nathan, all right, it's time we put our butts on the line. Time to make our predictions. Okay, I'm going for it. Uh, I'm gonna go with another one-one f- uh, affair here. Um, we will probably score first, and they will probably end up scoring later in the you know late in the in the game near the 90th minute to to stamp us out and get another point as the old english saying goes you totally took my sandwich on that bro <laughs> <laughs> was going with that but i'm like you know it's not going to be any it's going to be a little bit more high scoring i'm also predicting a draw and i'm just saying you know both teams can really go for it, and I think both teams will just focus on offense. Two of the most high-scoring offenses in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. on display here. I think it's going to be a draw, but I think it's going to be 2-2. I'll take the draw okay. because, hey, point away in the Bundesliga against one of the bigger teams, one of the more difficult teams to play against, I'll take that all day, every day, son. Yeah. <laughs> And this is this part of our schedule is pretty punishing, um, mm-hmm. starting with Werder Bremen. Really, I mean, 
they they have a lot of talent and we go all the way through there's you know we have two three four five four games right now stacked in a row that are pretty difficult oh hey um, this is what you get when you play in europe you're gonna have it going on yeah. we've got Shakhtar Donetsk and then we got Gladbach before playing Donetsk again again <laughs> and for me and oh who's after that uh Hanover oh Hanover. Yeah. <laughs> you can mail. But then right back sorry, at it can, with Hoffenheim. We, we can mail yeah. that in and still kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anyone has seen Hanover since we played them, they suck. <laughs> They're trying new things, though. They're trying. Uh, yeah. I've heard annoying <laughs> negative things. Uh, about Thomas Dole, the new coach, so I don't think it's really going to be all that much different. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we both have draws predicted for this one. So it's that time again where we kind of do our little wrap-ups. So, Nathan, where can we find you in social media landscape? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. Indeed, you can find me at K-C-S-G-E on Twitter. Follow the show. That is at H-E-F-Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. Like it, like us there. You get the new episode drops. You get uh, English language content covering the Eintracht as well and links to uh, exclusive uh, giveaways here that we'll have on the show. So all good stuff there. Uh, wherever you do uh, listen to the podcast of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, let us know what you think. Leave us a review on your on your plat- podcasting platform of choice it does help us in terms of developing a Hell yeah platform that is for us the fans to basically have our opinions heard and have our questions answered because at the end of the day we're all just fans of this wonderfully great club so from all of us yeah. here at hey i track frankfurt it's juice juice Hey, I'm a fine for a la 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 la. Hey, I'm a fine for a la 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 la.